Today on yet another shocking episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that will confuse your pets and possibly make them burrow into your walls never to be seen again. When a young woman travels the back country of Brazil on a bus tour, she finds herself having an unexpected and very unexplained experience. As the bus driver suddenly loses control of the vehicle, due to what some say, may have been black magic designed to torment or even kill the passengers on board. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Stories online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. The phone number, of course, 855-853-4802. To share your real ghost stories with us, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up for that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash stories. Ghostpodcast.com has all the links for you right there. You get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, everything commercial free. Uh, and it's all there for you. Always updated every single week with brand new material for you to binge away on ad free. Ghostpodcast.com. Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Hey, Tony. Hey. Well, I had, you know, and I, not like I like to dwell on this, but I had, I lost my dog and it's three weeks mm-hmm. ago tomorrow and he was 16 and seven months old. So it was, it's been a lot just dealing with it. And yeah. I've had so many people reach out to me um, about him, listeners, and I really, really thank them. I mean, it's been really kind. But I had two weird things happen to me. So I think I'll share one on this episode, one on the next episode. How about that? Sure. So this one um, I told you about earlier today because I texted you when it happened. But so I did like I still have a few of his things out. Like I have a basket of dog toys. It's just too adorable to pick up Mm -hmm. um, because it kind of makes me smile. And then I have some bedding. And like all of his treats and he had a lot, like I would say, I don't know, 150 bucks worth of dog treats because Mm -hmm. he got very picky. All of the dog treats, like I gave them away to people because, you know, they've got dogs. And sure. So, so that was like two weeks ago that I gave everything away, Mm -hmm. all the, the edible stuff. And so today I came in at lunch, which I don't do anymore because uh, you know, because he was so old and I had to drive home every day so I could let him out and check on him. And so once, you know, he's not here, it was too hard to come home. But today I forgot my gym bag. So I had to come home and get my workout stuff. And so I walked in the house and I go in my kitchen and there's a dog bone on the middle of my kitchen floor. And like, it was like walking into an invisible brick wall. When I saw that, it just like, like I stopped so hard and it was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, where did it come from? How did it get there? So you and I were talking, I'm like, it can be debunked in that it doesn't have to be a paranormal thing necessarily because I still have two cats and maybe my cat found it. Mm -hmm. And the only place like the kitten's six months old. So the only place he could have found it because the other one could have cared less. Like that would be, bizarre but i've never seen the kitten 
carrying around one of his bones. Mm-hmm. But it had to have only been under the bed because there's no other place it could have been. Yeah. Like, I've picked up his dog beds. Like, the blankets that I have there, I folded them up neatly. They just happen to have dog hair on them, and I just can't bring myself to wash them yet. I know, crazy. But other people can relate to that. But um, I just folded them up neatly and put them together. And so it's not from there. And so I'm like, that's just really weird. That is weird. That it was three weeks tomorrow. So for three weeks, this bone's just been somewhere in my house. <laughs> and, and and which bone of Buddy was it that they picked out and found? A was rib the, bone? A rib bone or a femur? <laughs> or was it, um, what exactly uh, was it? It was a rawhide bone. A rawhide, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because Buddy was made out of rawhide. <laughs> <laughs> With all the rawhide. He Fun ate fact. Years, maybe. <laughs> Buddy was made out of rawhide the whole time. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but it was, was just never really so a dog. bizarre to me to not have a dog and walk into my kitchen and a dog bone is in the middle of the kitchen floor. I was like, yeah. I just stopped and took a picture and sent it to you. I'm like, I just got home from lunch. There's a dog bone in the middle of my kitchen floor. Like, what the hell? Yeah. That would be so, weird. Uh, I mean, that, that would like, you know, it, it, it kind of hits an emotional, you know, or a, 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 a little chord there because it's like, who brought that is my cat coughing. It sounds like a dog barking. I know. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I think that he's, I don't know what's going on with her. Like the cat is getting ball or what? But the other night I was laying in bed and, and she did that. And I was like, there's a dog in my house. There's a dog in my house. And I got up and it was, it was her. Riz, hey kitty. I don't know what's going on. Just a sec. It's okay. You Okay. Sorry. You might want to edit this part out. This is where Carol does an exorcism. Because <laughs> everybody's like right now going, oh my God, our cat's going to die. Too. This is a, uh, Carol's going to do an exorcism on the cat. Because, it's like a really freaky sound. Because the cat like, is being it's possessed. It's like a dog barking sound. The cat is being possessed by the spirit of Buddy right now, live on the air, everyone. And you there, know, there's, it didn't start till after he was gone. I don't know. But then it'll stop and it might happen two days from now. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Sorry about that. So is the demon gone? Is the demon, are we officially? Demon is gone. Cat's back to normal. (laughs) Well, there we go. That was an instant exorcism performed by Carol Hughes, everybody. (laughs) Congratulations. She just didn't have to say anything. Like no power of Christ compels you. It was just demon's gone. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like Riz. You okay, Riz? You are just you're like those nineteen eighties televangelist preachers. Demon's gone. And then well, it is, it's like I would take like I don't even know what to tell my vet. Like once in a while she coughs and it sounds like a dog barking. Like yeah. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. It's like not every day and I can't bring her in and she'll replicate it in your office. I Yeah. I don't know. If anybody has any suggestions, please message me on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, and uh, and then Carol will send you the DVD, How to Exercise Demons from Your Pets. Uh, you'll get the first volume absolutely free, and then volumes two, three, four, and five will come every month after, giving you different tips on ways to exercise demons from your pets, including... Although the, the demon is still there. It's not gone. Including methods that involve Nutella 
Miracle Whip, and Hellman's Mayonnaise. You can get them every single month when you subscribe for only one easy payment of $10.99, and then you'll be billed $38.99 every single month thereafter weekly. It's some Time Life music and Time Life video, How to Exercise the Demons from Your Pets. With Carol Hughes. Let's go to call her. Hi. Hi, Tony. I'm calling in from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I've, I've called in a few times before. I was listening last week or two weeks ago, and somebody called in about a farting ghost. And you had said that you were pretty sure somebody else had called about a farting ghost before, and that was me. Um, when I was just home alone with my uh, four-month-old daughter, and somebody farted, something farted behind me. Anyway, uh, it's nice to know that stuff like that happens, that there are really farting ghosts out there. My husband still doesn't believe me. He still likes to, you know, kind of poke fun at the story and say things like, oh, I'm sure it was, you know, the neighbors or whatever. Um, it kind of bugs me that the, the few experiences I've had have always been when he is not around. <laughs> so I always just tell him, if you were there, you would know. You would know. It, it was just an obvious fart. Absolutely a fart, though. <laughs> So, anyway, um, I wanted to tell another story about something that happened when I was, I think, about 17 or 18. Um, my dad used to record um, old, like, you know, shows on TV or movies on TV with those, um, those videotapes that you know you would put in and push record for a certain time on your VCR and it had a lot of time I'm sure you'll remember it, it has a lot of time on those tapes so you can record lots of shows you can record hours and hours and hours I swear there had to be like eight hours of time on those tapes maybe even more I don't know a lot of a lot of space so my dad used to record um Things that he liked to watch, like uh, the Golden Girls, I Love Lucy, um, <laughs> just random things. And then, of course, movies. I remember we had, like, um, these are things I've never seen, but when I'd open our little cupboards, I'd read them all. And it's like Romancing the Stone, Crocodile Dundee, like, whatever. So, anyway, one night when I was about 17 or 18, I was, it was like a Saturday night and I was feeling not super tired, but it was pretty late. So I decided I would put on a movie. So I uh, got in our little cabinet with the movies and looking through, I'm like, okay, what do I feel like? Well, I decided to put in um, a tape that was like, it said, like, I Love Lucy on it or The Golden Girls or whatever. It was just some, like, older sitcom, lighthearted show that I could fall asleep to. So, pull it out. I put it in. And I lay down on the couch and I'm watching TV. And, well, apparently I fell asleep. 
And the next thing I know, the t- I wake up to the TV blaring loud, so loud. It was just probably as loud as it could go on the TV. And I looked at the TV and I've never seen The Exorcist, but I knew right away that that's what was on. Um, it was a priest standing over a person's bed. I think it was a girl in the bed. But anyway, she was sta- he was standing over the bed and like, you know, praying or chanting or whatever it is, saying a bunch of crazy stuff <laughs> um, over this possessed person. And it was just so incredibly loud. It was terrifying. So I laid there and I kind of had the blanket pulled up to my chin and I was just trying to decide what to do because I was so scared. It was such a scary part. Um, And I was really confused at how it was on because I had fallen asleep to, you know, I love Lucy or whatever. So I was just really confused. Also just, you know, just barely waking up and then that's what's happening. So um, I just laid there with the blanket up to my chin, trying to decide what to do. Finally, I decided, okay, I need to get up the courage to uh, run up and turn the TV off and just haul it to my bed as quick as I could. So I started sitting up and getting ready to jump up and go run and turn it off. And as I did, the TV went louder than I think is even like possible. I don't even think there was like a button that you could turn it up that loud. Um, so it got super, super loud. So scared the crap out of me. So I laid back down and put the blanket up, this time probably higher, like up by my eyes. And I just thought, I don't know what to do. I was so scared. Um, so I laid there for a couple more seconds and decided, okay, like, there's no, I have no choice. I have to get up and turn this movie off. It is so scary. And it just, it felt, the whole room felt evil. It just felt terrible. So, again, I sit up, getting ready to jump up off the couch and run and turn it off. And again, it gets louder. So when I laid back down, it went back down to like loud, but not as loud as it was. And then when I sat up again to get up, it went, um, it went loud, loud, loud again, just unbelievably loud. So I laid back down, put the blanket up and (laughs) finally I just decided, okay, this is it. It's going to get really loud, I'm sure. It's going to be very, very scary, but I'm going to run up and I'm going to turn it off and just run to my room as fast as I can. So I sat up, and of course, it got really, really loud. And um, I actually was too scared to run to the TV. So I, like, just kind of quickly walked to the TV. And with every step I took, it got louder and louder. It was, like, screaming. It was just, like... That priest was just screaming this into the room. It was so terrifying. And like I said, the um, the feeling in the room was just 
awful. Just so horrible. It just felt so evil in there. So finally, I get to the TV and I hurry and shut. Oh, right before I got there, I forgot about this part. Right before I got there, it went to um, the black and white salt and pepper static. Um, I probably had like a couple steps left to get to the TV and it went to the black and white uh, staticky loud. And it was just loud, just so loud. My family was home too. I don't know how nobody woke up, but nobody woke up because nobody came out. And I was so scared. I just turned it off as fast as I could and ran to my room. And the next day I put the tape back in and um, rewound it because I wanted to see if um, at that part it did actually like, you know, maybe end the movie or something and go to the static. So I put the tape in and rewound to that part and because um, it, it wasn't very far. I had turned it off, you know, and um, and it didn't. It just played right through. No black and white, um, salt and pepper sound nothing it was it didn't get loud nothing it, it did nothing it just acted normal um so anyway uh i've never watched the exorcist to this day my dad obviously recorded it that's the only part i've ever seen is the part that i was um uh the part that i i had to watch because i woke up to it <laughs> um and i never want to watch it and i actually to this day warn my little kids um, to never ever watch it, you know, when they get older and to get to be teenagers, I said, don't, don't watch it. Just don't do it. <laughs> so, uh, they're actually like afraid of it and they don't even really know what it is. Um, so anyway, that's my story. Moral of the story is don't watch The Exorcist. It is not a good movie. And I know I've heard a lot of other people say from listening to this podcast, that they've had similar uh, experiences with the exorcist. So I just wanted to call in and tell you mine. All right. Well, have a great day. Carol, your thoughts? Well, I think that if you want your children to watch the exorcist, tell them to not watch it. (laughs) Because anytime you tell a kid not to do something, then when they go, I don't know how old your kids are, but by saying, don't do that, they're going to do it. Yes. They're going to be at somebody's house and be like, let's watch Exorcist. She's going to be like, oh my God, have you seen The Exorcist? You're like, no. But you got to see it. Oh my God, it's the, you're going to love it. It's the my best. My mom told me not to see it. Ugh. It's the best teen movie in the world. It's the funniest thing. You're going to love it. Go watch The Exorcist. They'll never watch it. Are you it. playing the music behind us? Yes, I am. The tubular bells. Now, that's a creepy song. Like That's a really, really good song for a scary movie. It is. And but I do think that's freaky. I, but I was gonna say, you know, the thing about those VCRs back in the day, like mm-hmm. I was never able or smart enough, probably is more accurate, um, smart enough to program one to Me actually either. record anything and do it because <laughs> they were really difficult to program. I could do it like I knew it, I could press it like when I was watching something, yeah. I mean, I, but, but when you wanted to like schedule, okay, no. at eight o'clock tonight, nope. Like they were really hard to do that. And so all the time you'd be watching something and then you accidentally, you think you're putting it on one tape. You got it on the, like I was going to tape over the golden girls, but I accidentally taped over dynasty. Now what? Yeah. 
I'll never know what happened to Crystal. But so like, like I can get how in the middle of something, the exorcist can happen. Mm -hmm. And I could also see how the volume might change in a VCR if one station was loud and one wasn't loud. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, but that is weird that it kept getting louder and louder. Or did it? Did Was it just it messing with your head? Because it, at, you know, if you're a kid, that was this damn scary movie. I read yeah. the book when I was 12, which was really stupid. Because oh, I, I was terrified. I never every read the night. book. Oh. I read it. It's like, like William Blatty or something like that. Yeah. Wrote it. But I, I read it when I was really young. Oh, wow. I'm living in a freaking haunted house and I read The Exorcist. Like, that's just stupid. But I read it during the day. But, and I've seen it as an adult and um, it, it's not as scary as it was then. Yeah. I don't know that I could watch it Home Alone though now. <sighs> But when they had the 25th, this is funny, when the 25th um, anniversary screening came out, you know how like they're bringing back E.T. for yeah. the 25th anniversary? No, so I it's think, fun yeah. to go see those e- those movies in a really nice theater. Yeah, e- E.T.'s coming back for like the 40th anniversary. Is it? I can't remember. Was <laughs> yeah. it the 40th? 40th yeah, it yeah. was the 25th. I saw it a couple weeks ago, the preview. Yeah. I'm going to go see that one too, by the way. I think that'd be fun. But um, So we go see The Exorcist. And it's me and my friend, and we walk in, and there's nobody else in the theater, and it wasn't reserved seats. And so we're, like, making this big joke, like, is this the exact center seat? Is this one the exact center mm-hmm. seat? Is it this row? And we're just being stupid. So we finally go, these are the exact center seats. So the lights go down, the credits start, and it's just going to be me and him watching this movie, mm-hmm. and which is kind of awesome. It was a matinee. And... At that time, this guy and his son come walking in, and they're walking up the steps, and they're getting closer and closer and closer. Darcy, I looked at my friend. I'm like, they better not sit in this row. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be pissed. Mm-hmm. They sit in our row. Not only do they sit in our row, but it's him, me, empty seat, them. <laughs> that close. Maybe they were scared too. There's got to be 150 seats in this theater. Maybe they were scared too and they wanted to be close to other people. It's my only theory. Yeah. Or they were a predator, one of the two. (laughs) Maybe it was a guy and he was being a predator. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Maybe they were a predator. Yeah. It was the weirdest. And I was like, can we just move? Like, (laughs) is that weird? So we got (laughs) up and moved. I was like, I'm like, I don't want to make this weird, but you're kind we're of way too weird. Close. Yeah, that is. <laughs> you, did, you made it really weird, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That you have a creepy experience in the actual movie. That's exciting. But yeah, That's but not. Fun. But I get where she's coming from. If you were to wake up in the middle of the night, you fell asleep to the Golden Girls, and the Exorcist is going on. That would mess with anybody's head. Just that alone. I- Without all the volume shit going I on. have fallen asleep to shows where I know the show so well that I could almost recite them. And when I start to drift off to sleep, suddenly the script starts going elsewhere. And I start hearing like the voices in the show. Go like The show goes into some place in my mind where like my, my own mind is developing the script as it goes. And I'm sitting there going, that's not how this episode goes. Like, what the hell? And then I got to snap myself out of it and I wake up and the show's back to where it should be. 
But as I'm drifting off, it like Frasier takes a very dark turn or whatever show I'm watching that I know everything (laughs) else of. It goes very dark and disturbing. Like, what the fuck is this? It's like Frasier does not get a gun and shoot Eddie in the middle of the room and then, you know, take it out on Niles and Daphne at the same time. And it turns out to be this horrible suicide scene. But in my dreams, that can happen. But uh, then you wake up and it's oh, like, that's really dark. It's very dark. It's just, um, it's uh, it's a weird place in my mind, a place no one wants to venture to. <laughs> Let's go to a, a letter. It says, "Hi, Tony. I'm Barbara from Paraguay. I'm a big fan of your show, and I want to share one of my experiences. It happened in 1991 during my senior trip to Brazil." I was a twenty. It was a twenty-three uh, hour bus trip from oh, uh, uh, Anascon, the capital of my country, and Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I remember being asleep in the bus, waking up in the middle of the night, and looking around the bus, and everyone else was asleep. So I decided to look out the window, and I noticed we were in the middle of nowhere. And then I saw this group of men in white hoods and carrying torches in a circle, surrounding a bonfire. I thought it was weird. I thought maybe it was. Uh, Macumba, which is the practice of black magic that was very popular in Brazil back then, something like voodoo. It was scary. I also noticed that there weren't horses or cars or trucks around them, so I wondered how they got there. They were just standing there in that field looking at the fire. It scared me, and I decided to look away. I thought, that's something I don't want to see, and I closed my eyes, and I think... Like 30 or 40 minutes later, the bus tilted violently. It literally tilted to the left, and all our things flew to the left side of the bus, and everyone was screaming. I was like, what's going on? The driver took control of the bus, put it back on the road. There were two bus drivers. They took turns because the trip was long. One of them came to talk to us to calm us down because we were obviously shaken, and we were looking outside, and we noticed that we were in a mountain road. Those kinds of roads are usually really dangerous because they're not well kept. So the second driver comes in, apologizes, tells us that one of the wheels of the bus slid off the road and that we were really lucky because we had a great driver who took control of the bus quickly and that everything was okay and we were safe. The next day we did find out that it was worse than what the driver told us. Actually, part of the road kind of broke under the bus. I guess because of the weight of the bus and one of the bus's wheels slid, it caused the bus to tilt. The driver reacted super fast and saved our lives. We almost died that night. We were lucky we didn't fall down the mountain that night. This day I wonder if what I saw before is connected to the accident. If it was a premonition or a warning or something. I've googled people in white hoods to see if it is a meeting of some kind, but I didn't find anything. That's my story. Hope you enjoy it. Well, if you look it up in the United States, uh, Google, you may find something. <laughs> yeah. Something there. But uh, if you're looking it up over there. Which would there, be pretty terrifying. Yeah. But I. It, that it, is really strange because to have, to have, to see that right about the time the bus almost goes off the road. Yeah. It, that would have been a very tragic situation. Mm-hmm. You have to wonder, are they? I get it. I would be the same way. Like, was that connected? Or were they like. Not evil Ku Klux Klan people, you know. Was it like some vision of protection that was around us and kept us on the road? I mean, does the Klan exist in Brazil? 
Oh my God! I hope not. I don't. I can't imagine. But I, I, if I'm ignorant to it, I don't know. Um, but so I'm, I'm thinking it's probably not the clan there. Uh, uh, could be wrong. But um, but what something creepy? I mean, they were talking about the magic and that sort of stuff. So God only knows. I don't know, but it, it's really weird that you would see that about a- that same time. A- any- but then it almost seems like a good, obviously a good force would have kept them from going off the road. Yeah. It, it, it is always- what we associate with white hooded robed people is evil. Yeah. And the, the, the Ku Klux Klan, which in the United States is a racist group. Um, the racist understatement yeah uh, yeah beyond racist yeah uh it's basically today be classified as a terroristic organization um the 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 creepy thing about the whole thing the idea that that they're seeing this out there in the field and not knowing exactly what it is and any group that that's going to say Hey, you know what? We we'd like you to join us, uh, Billy. Uh, you know we we've been hanging out for a while here and shooting pool or playing golf or uh, having uh, egg McMuffins at the McDonald's uh, every uh, weekday before we drop our kids off at school. If uh, if the fellow dad says to you, you know, I, I noticed you you're starting to like some of those other menu items. I saw you got the 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 pan the the the, the griddle cakes and uh, and the scrambled eggs and you had the uh, uh, the breakfast burritos the other day. How'd you like to expand even more? We'd like you to join our group. Our group is as exciting as the uh, the McGriddle, the breakfast burrito, and the griddle cakes over there. It's even more exciting than that. In fact, we, we enjoy our time together at night in the middle of the woods wearing sheets over our head and burning crosses. What do you say to that? It's more spicy than the breakfast burrito. That would be a really weird encounter at the McDonald's, but I'm assuming that's how people get indoctrinated into the clan. Oh, I think back in the day, it was, <laughs> it, you know, it's scary. Like back in the day, like that's just what you did. It's like yeah. in the South, because that's how. A, yeah, it's how you did things. Yeah. Felt. But today, how does this work? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, like, how do you, I guess you probably, I, I, I wonder how, well recruitment works in those organizations today it's all done online well is there recruitment to these today or is it mainly oh my god it's all totally online okay like there's so many online hate groups and you can find them so easy so if you're feeling that way wow you can find somebody on there that's going to feel just like you and there's a whole network of people and it's just (laughs) you know it makes it really really easy that's scary and then when they get together that's when the crazy shit happens. Yeah. Because like, I mean, there's these lone gunman people, but sure. you know, they're also, you know, almost here, all these people have posted to different websites or they've been on these websites and, you know, it's just kind of freaks me out. You know, it's funny because I look up all sorts of crazy shit online for the shows and true crime shows. I've never looked up, I guess, like hate groups and stuff that much. To find out like what their websites are, like what's out there, I guess I, I'm, I'm almost like afraid to do that because I don't want to end up on some sort of list. But well, maybe it's some kind of dark web sort of thing. I don't, Excuse I, me. I don't know. I've like I've just I've never gone down that road out of curiosity. I mean, I am honestly kind of curious that we talk about it to see like what's 
what's out there and what are their tactics? What are they doing? But at the same point, well, it's like, hell, I you can find right wing Facebook groups and ask to join them and you'll see it. That's yeah. I, I don't think I want to. I, I, I'd but rather, I, and I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not putting down conservative people. No, but there's a fringe of people who are way, way, way alt right. Oh, there's a fringe on each side that's yeah. utterly out of their fucking minds. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I just, I've never really, I guess, done that much research in that direction. But I'm sure there's crazy shit out there. It's almost mm-hmm. worthless looking up just to just to laugh and be like. Who wrote this? And who actually? And you're like, then you're more disturbed because you look at it and go, oh my God, a lot of people believe this. And you're just like, oh, I have no faith in humanity. But I can feel that way already just by watching the regular news. So I don't, exactly. I don't, I don't need the extra step there to, to kind of feel that way. But uh, yeah, interesting. Thank you for sharing that story with us. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all of our bonus episodes, the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, uh, and so much more. It's all there, ghostpodcast.com. You can get to uh, Patreon site through there as well at ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.